0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen. We are Deep Sports, and we are back with another episode of the Lights Out podcast. Today it is just Duke and I, your host Chase. Um, today we're just talking UFC 267 and UFC 268 because we are in the middle of two UFCs, which um, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe has ever happened on back-to-back weekends. But not only do we have this, probably not, but we could call it, but UFC 267 was actually the first UFC that was labeled a UFC that was a non-pay-per-view event. Um, all you really needed was a subscription to ESPN+, Plus, which was only like five ninety nine, dollars $6.99. I don't even know anymore. Um, and I'm pretty sure you sign up for a year. It was only like $30 or something. I don't know. Maybe they gave you a special because they usually do. But that's said and done. Um, the fight card was... Interesting, to say the least. Um, <laughs> we had Kamzat Sheminev, We had Islam Makachev. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Peter Jan, Corey Sanhagen, Glover Chik- or Jan Blachowicz was the main event. Um, some interesting fights, some good fights um, on the card. Obviously, the big talking point of UFC 267 was Glover Sarah upsetting Jan Blachowicz to win the light heavyweight title. Um, at 42 years of age, it was his, was it his first championship in his entire career?
1: Well, uh, I believe so. I think it's yeah. only his second championship fight too. I think he fought Jon yeah. John Jones a while back and lost, but yeah.
0: <clears throat> first, first championship at 42 years of age submitted Jan Blahovitch, And that's actually something that I kind of wanted to start off talking about because I don't know if you were able to watch the fight or if you were able to watch the highlights of the fight, but I mean, click. Trexera just absolutely dominated Jan on the ground, just took him down in the first round and just held him there for five minutes. And then in round two, just did the exact same thing. And the submission wasn't even, um, wasn't even a full, I mean, he was mounted on his back and he was going for the choke, um, but he didn't even have him under the neck. He had him on the jaw and he was probably there for two, maybe three seconds and Jan tapped immediately. and I thought that was, I, I think that speaks volumes to Chexera and his his power and and his grip strength to just be able to, or maybe it has nothing to do with Chexera, even though he's won like 45 fights and all of them have been submissions. Beyond just isn't good on the ground. I don't know, but <laughs> I, w- I wanted to hear your thoughts on the main event and then we can kind of talk about the other fights.
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of pretty much summed it up. I mean, the story of this of UFC 267 it was really just ground game was key for a lot of people. And, you know, I kind of hate to say it, but more so a little bit more boring fights where it's just it's just ground domination. I mean, I, I like watching that, but I'm saying as, as a casual fan, they just want to see, you know, guys throw some leather. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, Glover, I mean, he took him down probably within the first – I was definitely within the first minute of the first round and then just dominated him on the ground the entire first round. They come out in the second round. I mean, they exchange. I think Jan maybe had a good combination or two. Same with Glover. And then eventually Glover just goes for the takedown. Um, try, he goes for a couple of da- takedowns. Jan defends, goes for another one, gets Jan down. And then I mean, he just kind of instantly, it, it, with ease, he passes Jan's guard and then gets the W via Rika Choke. And then, like you said, gets the gold at 42 years old. Um, I mean, I, I
0: don't know about you, but. I did not have my money on Glover winning that fight, but I think it's a hell of a story. Uh, like you said, he did fight John Jones. I l- l- couldn't even tell you when. It was quite a few years ago at this point. Um, lost that fight and worked his way all the way back up to the title fight. I think he won five, six, seven fights in a row. And I think like four, three or four of those were submissions, maybe even five. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's a force to be reckoned with. And and like you had mentioned, almost everybody on that fight card, a lot of them, I shouldn't say a lot of them, but quite a few of them did go to <clears throat> decision, but the ones that were finished, weren't finished by knockout. They were finished by submission. Uh, Islam Makatev, Kamzet shimenev both submissions. Um, and then a couple of decisions in between. So uh, all the finishes we had on the fight card in the main card, at least, were, were all submissions. And, I mean, if you watch the Islam fight or you watch the Kamzad fight, I mean, those were dominant ground game performances. And for somebody that's, I mean, if you know these players, if you know these fighters, I should say, you know that they're more ground game players um, than they are stand and bang. But I mean, I enjoyed the fight card. I, I know a lot of people didn't super enjoy it because a lot of decision, there wasn't a lot of standing and banging like you were talking about all night, but. I had a great time watching it. I, I love the, the jujitsu aspect of the MMA world and the main reason why I do watch it. So <clears throat> um, but moving on, we're going to talk about UFC 268 a little bit, which is actually on this Saturday, uh, Kamaru Usman versus Colby Kamatin rematch as uh, the main event, Rosanami Yunez versus Wally Zhang. Justin Gajethi versus Michael Chandler, Shane Burgos, Burley Quintero, and Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera. Actually, I'm really excited for that fight. Um, and then a couple of names on the on the prelims. We got Ali Quantia and Bobby Green on the uh prelims, along with Phil Halls. Anybody knows him, but um it's a stacked card, uh, not a free card like UFC 267, unfortunately. But if you're able to afford it, I would highly recommend it. I think it'll be. I, we, we just had the ground game UFC is is full of stand and bang fighters. Just throw them out there. Obviously, Michael Chandler and Campbell Bellator, and absolutely a beast on his feet. So Justin Gajethi, a beast on his feet, known for taking a punch. Rose Nami Yunez, Wally Zhang. Zhang was in the fight with Ioana, Um, probably one of the best women MMA fights of all time. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. And then, obviously, Kamara Wiseman versus Colby Covington. The first fight was a slugfest, so I'm excited for this. Um, I want to hear what you're thinking about the fight card, what you're most excited for. and
1: Yeah, um, you kind of said it. Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Bear. I think that's going to be a good one. Frankie Edgar, I think, coming off that loss to Corey Sandhagen, who just fought, but um, um, I think that's just a good one. Bantamweight. Said it before, and I'll say it again. I mean, there's something – Fun about watching two heavyweight guys going to battle because you know someone's probably going to get knocked out uh but the the lightweight guys man they just they're just energizer bunnies they don't stop moving and i think i think it'll just be a good fight overall um justin gaethje michael chandler that's obviously it's a lightweight bout um i kind of like that fight for michael chandler i think both men are good on the feet both men good at wrestling jujitsu I think maybe Michael Chandler gets the dub uh, via split decision, but I, that's going to be a slugfest for sure. Rose Nama Yunez, uh, Whaley Zhang. I mean, last time they fought, Rose Nama Yunez head kick KO'd Weili Zhang. Um, Whaley is a beast. Obviously, like you said, that fight with Yoan Young-Jaychik, probably one of, if not the best women's MMA fights of all time. Um, both just beasts, and I think you're right again. Just another slugfest on the card leading right up to, uh, you know, what the welterweight title bout between Colby Covington. Last time people speculated that Kamaru broke Colby Covington's jaw. I'm not sure if that's quite accurate or not, but, but Colby didn't look great coming out of that fight. I'm probably going to have to give the dub to Kamaru Usman, but um, Colby is definitely a force to be reckoned with.
0: I think I'll agree with you there. I think I think Kamaru probably wins that fight. Um, I'm going to take Rose in the co-main the Justin versus Michael Chandler fight, I don't know. I think that one's close. Um, I don't know how Justin's feeling mentally. I, I think he's probably going to be more in the game than he has been because um, he's. I mean, what he's facing his his last fight was Habib for the title, uh, lost in submission. But um, he, he's going to be eager to get back in there. I, I know he's going to be ready to fight and a, a determined ready to fight Justin I mean as long as he doesn't get too comfortable he's a force to be reckoned with I mean the way he put Tony Ferguson out um to fight against Habib um when when COVID was first happening was was just an amazing display and I I feel like if that Justin shows up I think he takes that fight and I think if that Justin doesn't show up I think Michael takes that fight I think I think Justin could control this fight I I genuinely do but That's my opinion on it. I think Billy Quintero takes the featherweight fight. Um, As much as I love Frankie Edgar, I think Marlon Vera probably takes that fight. But um, honestly, I think we'll probably end up with two knockouts, Um, maybe three if we're lucky, and probably a couple of decisions. Um, I think the Marlon Vera fight probably goes to decision. I think Billy Quintero probably wins by KO. I think Justin will probably win by decision um rose by knockout and kamara by knockout that's my take on it at least
1: um kamara fight at ko i'm thinking probably another decision but he uh he tko would him the last time i don't know if they call it a tk or a ko the last time they fought but kobe covington wasn't looking too good at the end of that fight um yeah i mean that pretty much I don't really have anything else to say about that card. Sucks that you have to pay for it. Like you said, I wish it was, I wish it was free. It's kind of something about UFC 267 that was nice, you know. Casual football fans can watch a football game every once in a while if they want. But to watch the UFC entry fees, you know, what, sixty, seventy bucks just to watch a good fight. So right. it kind of sucks. But
0: and and obviously I, I did want to touch on that a little bit. Like you have UFC fight nights, which are Always free on ESPN+. Plus, um, But those fights are usually not fights that are are, are the caliber of fights that you want to watch at UFC. I mean, there's been a lot of fights, right. especially recently. Um, like, what was the one a couple of weeks ago? October 16th, it was Aspen Lod versus Norma Dumont. Um, mm. The only fighter with a name on the card was Andre Olofsky. I mean, that's just... as. as if you are somebody that's trying to get into UFC and you're like, Oh, I got ESPN plus. I'll watch this fight night. I mean, that's not, that's not a card that's going to get you excited, (laughs) especially, you know, coming from people that watch almost every UFC that happens. But, but I think it was, I don't know if it was by choice to have this UFC for free or if they had some sort of complication go on where they were, or if they were just too close together, they were like, Screw it! We'll just make it a little easier on everybody. We'll make this one an ESPN exclusive, like it's another fight night. But um, yeah. I love that idea. I think it's great for business. I bet, I bet that this next week will probably get a little bit above average, even though the card isn't as um, isn't as stacked as like you know, has like a huge name on it. I think it's I think it's a stacked card personally, but I think it'll yeah. be a bit above average just because the last UFC was a little bit free, probably gained a little bit more audience. Um, more people were able to watch a little easier. And I would love to see him do it again. Maybe not with like a huge, huge fight card because they'll never do that because they want the money. But something, like if you gave me something like UFC 268 for free, and then like a couple of weeks later, you had McGregor, Nate Diaz, Beeb returning from retirement, you know, something like that. You Know that's gonna it's gonna draw a QP because then you have you know everybody that was like, Oh, I got to watch this fight card for free. Maybe I'll just pay for this next one. I think right. it's a good idea. I think we should do it again. But I mean, I had a great great weekend of fights. We got another great weekend of fights coming up. Um, but really that's all I got. You got anything else to add? No. All right, guys. Uh that's it for us this week. Uh next podcast, probably gonna talk about the UFC 268 results. Um, hopefully we'll have Antonio back on we will come up with something a little special as well because all we've been talking about was ufc recently so i appreciate everybody listening and we'll catch you on the next one
1: hey everyone thank you for listening if you would like to hear more feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every friday and don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on twitter instagram and facebook for any update. and please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next as always we are deep dive sports until next time